Welcome to the Women's Health Wisdom and Wine Podcast, a weekly conversation with practitioners, providers, patients, and healers about complex reproductive medicine and women's health challenges, the value of an integrative approach to these challenges, many of the women's health topics you're already thinking about but uncomfortable talking about, and my personal favorite, wine. I'm your host, Dr. Lorena White, an integrative reproductive medicine and women's health provider, licensed acupuncturist, clinical herbalist, and a former labor support doula in the Washington, D.C. metro area. My goal is to bring women's health-specific evidence and expertise to the forefront of daily women's health and wellness news through informative conversations. If you have ideas, questions, and specific topics that you would like us to cover in future podcast episodes, please leave them in the comments section or send us an email at info at lorenawhite.com. To learn more about our team's approach to care, visit our website at www.lorenawhite.com. As you enjoy the podcast, conversations, and wine time, please remember that this podcast is not designed to be a substitute for a bona fide relationship with a licensed or certified healthcare professional. In today's episode, Dr. Tammy Abegbisola Okeri talks with me about the Amugul box origin story, the curation and crafting of the box, and the postpartum emotional disconnect between womanhood and motherhood. Let's listen. Hello, hello, hello. We are here today with Dr. Temi. So Dr. Temi, with no further ado, please introduce yourself and give us the origin story of the Amugo box. All right, I am Dr. Temi, or Basola Okere, and um, I am the founder of the Amugo box. It is the first African-inspired gift box for moms. And um, when I say the first, it absolutely is. Google it, you ain't gonna find no other one. (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, and um, it's uh, the origins of it, you know, they're very, it's steeped in in Nigerian culture. So Omugwa itself is a term um, in the Igbo language um, that uh, coins when either a mother or a mother-in-law or any uh, matriarch in in, in a community comes to stay with you uh, right after you've had your baby. So your only job is to look good, bathe yourself, eat. They will try to fatten you up during that period so that right. you nurse and nurture your baby and you kick your feet up and they do everything else. They will do the cooking, they will do the cleaning, all that good stuff. And you literally just get to bond with your baby and heal. And so um, it is something that does happen in Nigerian culture that you know I have infused into this box, hence, call, hence uh, why I'm calling it the Omugwa box. <clears throat> Because, you know, we typically, grandmas are busy. They're working. They can't get days <laughs> off to come and help you do things. So we kind of just thought, um, how do we get all of this in a box? And But prior to that, I was looking after I had my second child. Um, I was never diagnosed with anything, but I, your girl did not feel right. I know right. myself. I did not feel like myself. So I went looking for a gift box. And I was looking for something that spoke more to me, more to my culture, more to me being an African-American woman. And I was so disappointed. I was so disappointed that one didn't exist. And 
I thought I was just like, man, I could make one. And I sat on the idea for a year. I didn't I didn't think about it. I said, I'm not going to do it. I was scared. All the things. All the things. All yes. the things that make us stop doing that thing that you that yeah. you want to do. And um, one April in 2020, I sat up and it was like, God was like, do it. I didn't talk about it before. I wasn't thinking about it. And it was just that day. Yeah. I was moved to do it. And, you know, this is all of this is understanding that, um, you know, black and brown women are disproportionately affected when it comes to the maternal health sphere from um, from from issues during birth to postpartum um, to to the postpartum period. We're right. suffering more with uh, postpartum depression, postpartum blues. Um, so many different things happen during that period that, you know, this particular group of women are neglected. We're not listened to as much as we should be listened to. I've, I've told you my horror stories when I had uh, my first son. My name could have been outside of Southern Maryland Hospital because I, I was going to I was going to take them out, take them yeah. all the way out because I wasn't listened to. And if anything would have happened to my child, it would have been because of this notion that exists in the maternal health sphere now, black and brown women are looked at differently. We are treated differently. And so we deal with a whole lot more uh, during the postpartum period with trying to heal, trying to, uh, you know, figure out how we're going to navigate life. Socioeconomic status plays into that as well. A lot of women are not even able to take that 12 weeks off to, you know, to bond with their baby and heal. Some folks are going back to work two weeks after you give birth. And um, that's, you know, and it, that's, that shouldn't be. Yeah, it shouldn't. That, it shouldn't. that should never be. It, should it shouldn't not. be that you have to be compelled to go back to work so that you can take care of the baby that you just had baby. and the bills that you incurred, especially it's, if you had a baby in the hospital. That's it's ridiculous. just it's 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 ridiculous. And we have a lot. We're so behind. I feel like the United States is <laughs> we are so behind on when it comes to how we're dealing with parenting, how we're dealing with uh, maternal health, how we're dealing with maternity and leave and things of that nature. We are way, way behind. And so this is literally my contribution to making things just a little bit better for us. I mean, yes, it is a business. Yes, you know, we want to sell the boxes. But the reason behind it, it's a, it's a whole lot bigger than the dollar. It's, right. it's, it's a whole lot bigger than that. Because I know that Everybody that has gotten the box, I haven't gotten, you know, I, the, the only negative feedback that I got initially was, why don't you have one for seasoned moms? Like, why? Like, I'm not a new mom. I didn't just have one. And I listened and I created an addition for seasoned moms too, because again, we go, we evolve. We're yeah. constantly evolving. Right, so right. we'll have those periods where you might go through a period where maybe you've had your children and now you're going through a different place in your motherhood that, you know, makes you feel as if you still are not having that time to check out. You still don't have, you know, things that speak to you that, you know, when it comes to pampering yourself and trying to mentally take care of yourself and facilitate that self-care, you still want to have something that feels like you, that feels like home. And I've been able to make that connection with um, moms that aren't so new either. So it's been, I mean, it's, it's been really, really great, like hearing the feedback from folks and them seeing and feeling 
and understanding why this was created. Because when you open the box, you know, you know it's for you. Yes, yes, you do. Undeniably, that's the <laughs> unapologetically, product. yes, you know it's, it's designed with you in mind. <laughs> no, you know it's for you. And yes. you know, I, I've had people tell me that you can tell that it was thought out. It was, you know, you 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 really thought about what you were putting in here, right. and you know, it's because. We know, you know, it's, you know, as a mom, you know, and as a mom of two and having dealt with, uh, you know, one situation where I, um, I didn't have quite the omugwa that I really would have wanted. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, looking at my second child when my mother was able to spend a little bit more time with me and, oh, pampered me to high heavens. And I, and and I absolutely loved loved it. it. Every woman should have an opportunity to experience, you know, um, um, such a thing during yeah. their postpartum period. But, you know, again, in understanding how life works, um, we are in a different time where folks are having to work and not able to get a whole bunch of time off to do things. And so the idea is just to package self-care that looks and feels like home for black and brown moms, because there's nothing, there's nothing for us. And I'm so disappointed in everybody that's selling stuff. I'm so disappointed because we have so much buying power and y'all just be playing us like this. So yeah, that's, that's, that's the origins of it. That's why it's here. Um, and, um, I couldn't be happier. And their loss is your gain and it's our gain because you saw the gaps, you saw the deficiencies you were looking for a product. Like it could have been there. It could have been curated. It could have been- And I could have spent that money. I could have paid good money for it. (laughs) Just like you said, the buying power. We're we're out here. We got the dollars to spend. We will spend them. But it's just like people still ignore the fact that the buying power exists and that we will wield it when necessary. And the fact that it doesn't exist, it created a space for you to come up with this idea, this concept this creation, this, this package, this box, this gift that so many of my patients are, are using. So I and have benefited from. So I, again, thank you for taking your, your dream, your passion, your idea to, and making it come to fruition because it is, has not been lost on some of our moms. So thank you. Thank you. And I appreciate you, how you infuse the, you know, your culture, your traditions into something we think about a doula as part of and not even everybody can afford a doula. And right. it's almost a, a way to kind of bring that concept into the home, but in a way that so many of us are disconnected from family. Right. And in so many households, that's what was already being done when there's several generations living together, being together, that mom is being taken care of by her mom so that she can take care of her grandbaby. You know, the different things. And I like just love that like just intergenerational care. And I think that value has so been lost because we're not yeah. in community like we used to be. You're right. We're not in, you know, close connection. And I'm talking outside of COVID and everything else, but just how community is and society is, it's not the same as it once right. was, even when my mom and my grandma were, you know, birthing babies. So it's just good to see that you're bringing back some the roots of, yes. you know, culture and traditions and, and placing that value on it. Yeah. So you mentioned some things and I'm going to, you know, put some little extra in there. You mentioned some terms that are very public health in nature. So how did your public health background influence and have play a role in the creation of this Amugo box? 
Oh, it was it was the primary uh, the 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 primary reason. So my my background is actually I have a bat a bi biology um a bi biology major. Um, I got a bachelor's in biology, and then I got a master's in public health from uh, UMDNJ, which okay. is now just Rutgers. Right. And then I uh, then I focused on community health education and promotion for my um, doctorates from Walden. So. All this time, it's always been about the people. It's always been about uplifting. It's always been about looking at communities and doing things to benefit them. Right. So um, along the lines, I started working as a, um, a health education um, coordinator um, in the Bronx, and I got to work with uh, girls 12 to 17. And that's when I fell in love with working with girls. Mm -hmm. And um, and then, you know, as they got older, they, you know, they stuck around, we had mentorship programs. So it's, it naturally navigated its way from, you know, young girls to women, mm -hmm. uh, to just, you know, dealing with the underserved. I've worked with the LGBTQ population for about five years as well. Um, so, you know, just dealing a lot with those very underserved those very marginalized, um, you know, groups of, of, of people. I've had the luxury of being able to develop programs and, um, you know, work uh, very closely with some great nonprofits. Um, and then uh, it navigated now, graduated from working with young girls to now looking at women. I visited Nigeria um, a lot, which is where I'm from, and seeing what's happening with maternal health, seeing women's empowerment, watching all of that just play out. My love for women's empowerment work and maternal health work and maternal and child health work became, it just, everything was just evolving. There was always, yeah. you know, p uh, pieces at any given time, but then it just continued to get a little bit more sophisticated and evolve a little bit more to the point where my, uh, my dissertation uh, for my um, doctoral thesis was about um, Nigerian women's empowerment um, right. status and how that influences their willingness to access reproductive health knowledge. And, um, you know, in looking at how, um, how different generations look at reproductive health, how they look at maternal health, how they're looking at everything as a whole. Um, and it was a wonderful study. I learned, a, you know, a great deal. And that continued to influence all the work that I was doing. I started a nonprofit in Nigeria called EAT Foundation. That is for mother, for, for um, moms and children. Okay. Um, so then, you know, then I became a mother. Mm -hmm. That changes the whole game. It's just like, like you're yeah. seeing the world this way and then you make people. You know, right. <laughs> <laughs> you make human yeah. beings and it's just like, oh, my gosh, now this the is whole a perfect change. It just it totally shifts. And I mean, and I love the shift that it gave me because it didn't shift because it can shift folks in a lot of different directions. Yeah. I've seen this shift people to a place where no one ever wants to go. But, you know, I'm glad that it shifted me to a place of enlightenment, to a place yeah. of love and understanding, because you now have to have all of those feelings and demonstrate that for another human being. But now there's a great deal of respect for people who have birthed people. Yes. So, <laughs> oh, my gosh, like you go through this like it's, you know, when they say the miracle of life, yeah. it is absolutely 250% accurate because it is a miracle to grow a human being inside of you 
have this human being not have anything happen to it while it's inside of you. And then you also have nothing happen to you while you're carrying this human being. And then you actually have to expel the human being into the world and you have to survive it. And keep them alive. Right. And then after that, you got to keep them alive. You got to keep yourself and them alive. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it is it's, it's truly miraculous. And I think a lot of times we take for granted and we that, take that for a healthy granted. baby is the norm or healthy pregnancy is the norm. And that's just what should happen when we don't even realize that so many things can happen. It can go conception wrong. I mean, from conception. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I've shared with you. And I mean, I'm glad I can, you know, comfortably say it these days because I've worked years through it. But yeah. I miscarried before my first pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And you know, I cried and like, oh my gosh, like I asked God why. And it's just like, you know what? The, you know, uh, God had better plans. The, the child probably wasn't going to be viable or anything like right. that. So he did what he had to do naturally. And, you know, and I conceived without any issues twice after that. So, right. um, you know, but literally, but everything that I know as far as what I have studied, starting from my undergraduate uh, work with uh, being a pre-med. I was pre-med. I think I shared this with you at some point. I was pre-med and then had this epiphany like, oh, I don't know. This is probably not. I want to be on the other side of things. And that's when I took the steps to, you know, to get um, my master's in public health. And because I'm a glutton for punishment, I now said, I'm going to go ahead and just be the best and get the highest degree I can get in this thing that I love, which is public health. And that's kind of how that happened. But Mm -hmm. um, the passion and the love for women and things that affect us. And then that um, that naturally evolved to, uh, you know, understanding motherhood and looking at that because, you know, women are in that category as well. Mm -hmm. And we... It is time, like we're having way too many conversations about the adverse um, things that are happening to black and brown moms, just having babies, like just, yes. just, just a normal thing. It's, this is a, it's a natural part of life, yeah. reproducing and, and, and giving birth. And yet us, I, you know, we are the superstar country, the you know, developed nation of these United States, and we ain't getting it right. I don't know. I haven't gotten it right. Still haven't gotten it right. I I, I want to understand it, but you know, little old me. Like, we we have our thoughts. I'm sure we. You have your thoughts, and uh, I, I won't expose all of them because my thing is I don't want to jump on a train. I was like, it'll be a different type of podcast. So I I probably will go all the way there. Well, that'll be another podcast episode. So, so yeah. So you've talked about the the box. You talked about whole person, holistic entrepreneurship, what drives you. So how does the Amugo box address the postpartum emotional disconnect between womanhood and motherhood? Because I think we've you know, broached on it, but I feel that there's still a disconnect that many of us are afraid to talk about because they seem to be synonymous and there is a difference. There, even if it's subtle, there is a difference. Yes. And that is, I love this question because we don't have enough conversations about it, right? So right. when I when I when I first put it out, and folks were like, "Oh, you know," I remember somebody because everybody has twenty thousand things they want to tell you about how you should do your business, like what you should do, right. or, well, you should do this. And um, I remember when I launched it, I had somebody um, 
tell me, hey, like, you ever consider like doing one for like, like, like an Amugo box for men and like, and, 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 and Amugo box for just like women. And I was just like, okay, flag on the flag on the So let's first look at what Amugo actually is. It is a tradition that is carried out for mothers. Okay. Right. So let's, mm-hmm. let's, 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 let's. So that get... annihilates that second part. Yeah. Okay, so 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 when he said, you know, like one for men, and I was just like, hmm. y'all don't need one. What you need one for? Did you have? I mean, did you cat like? And you know what? And because I'm comical <laughs> in how I address things, I was like, what you need one for? Like you literally, mean? you benefit from the Omugwa as well because you ain't doing nothing. Everybody else is doing it. You are doing nothing. So you don't need one. Okay, the box is already built for you. It's already okay? built. Okay, like right. literally. <laughs> You know, but then, um, but then, you know, but then also, um, I do have some women that, that, that have said, Hey, you know, well, like this is, you know, like, this is just for moms. Like, well, that's not fair. Like I want to be pampered. Yeah. Y'all got mad. There's 10,000 things that you can get. Like you can build, you can build your own box if you want to. You can, um, there's a lot of subscription boxes for, for, for women to have just about anything and everything that they want. Um, but this being specifically for our black and brown moms, it gives not to say that women who are not mothers, they don't deserve to be lifted. They don't deserve to be pampered. Right. Of course you do. Um, if anybody ever wanted to purchase a box because you just like the stuff, like there's nothing that's going to sh- like there isn't. I don't have any like electric shocks on the box that if you purchase it and you're not a mother, it's going to be like, oh, not a mother. You cannot open. That's not, that's not where I'm going with this. Right. But I think it's important that, um, you know, women who have been able to become mothers in whichever way, whether you carried your child, whether mm-hmm. you adopted, because motherhood is still motherhood. It, it doesn't yeah. like you don't have to have carried a child to be someone's mother. If you adopted, if you are foster, you are still a mother. All right. the pressures that come with motherhood are on you. Like it's still the same. It's not like, oh, because there's the biological link. It doesn't, that's not, I, I'm looking at you are a mother. Somebody, somebody, you mother a child, you mother someone, that's it. That's what puts you in that category. And I think there are a lot of layers of even mental health when it comes to when you are having to be responsible for another human being. My single friends, you will never understand why I, you know, I am having to sit here with a baby on my hip and because he does, he can't, I, I can't put him down. This is what he wants. And you got a drink in your hand. I'm breastfeeding. So I can't drink with you. I can't do this stuff. So there's layers to things, right? Yeah. So, um, cause I was on that side at a certain point too. My friends that had kids, it was like, well, girl, like you could, like you could come, but I mean, like you could bring the baby if you want, but you know, right. so. Yeah. It's a different, it's a different perspective. It's, it's a different very shift. different perspective, but. But everyone is respected when it comes to this, because what we're looking at is, you know, people who are um, for for the traditional moms who have actually birthed children, you created life. There's a so so that um, your your um, your hormones might be out of whack. Your body is going to be out of whack. You're going to be in a place where you now are 
having to take care of a child, but then you're also having to take care of yourself and then find some type of middle ground with getting back to who you were before you birthed this child. There's a constant struggle there with mothers. And you'll hear, you know, the term mom guilt all the time um, because, you know, there's this, you know, you still want to be that jovial, fun, happy-go-lucky you and you got this baby that you got to nurse that you right. every three hours or on demand whenever this child wants it. This is this human being is now totally dependent on you. There's a different level of self-care needs, I think, that come with mothering, which is kind of what I kind of took into consideration, like even down to like um, um, the tea that's in the, the box. The the one that's in the classic edition is a milk bringer tea. It's a it, it's a lactation tea, but also a soothing tea. But the one in the other edition, in the Ezine edition, it's a, it's called a stress be gone tea. Mm. Yeah, at a different level, Mama. You're not no, worried about right. <laughs> you're trying to keep yourself together. You're trying to keep yourself grounded. Yes. In the Ezine box, there is a um, there's a shower steamer, a lavender shower steamer. Right. A lot of moms are going to be on the go. Maybe every so often you'll get to sit in a bubble bath and do it, but most times you want to be in the shower, but it, you know, runs water on it so that it gives a soothing lavender smell while you're in the shower. Right. Um, you know, just thinking about what it looks like as a seasoned mom, like you might have small children, you might have, um, you know, adult children, but either way, if you're still working and all that stuff, you're probably on the move. So just thinking about all these things, when, when I'm even thinking about the levels of where people are in right. their motherhood. And then, um, but, but, but definitely it is something that's going to address and speak to like the, like the sensory parts. You know, I love that. Like when, when, when you open the box, um, you, you, it, it, it smells good. Like you, it, it, it it smells good. It smells like it, it literally smells like a beautiful, like African savanna because Mm -hmm. it's like the black soap. It's mm-hmm. the um, you know the um, the, uh, the 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 shea butter um, the the hair wrap that's in it. I get it directly from Nigeria, so it's like it all it feels it, it really home. does when you open it. It feels like home, and I don't know anybody that doesn't want that. You know right. any 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 especially any mother anybody that's we're delirious, we mm-hmm. are tired. We are probably, we're, we're hormonal, you know, right. especially if we're still nursing. There's a lot going on that my regular, regular old Dr. Tammy, well, before I became Dr. Tammy, right. I, I don't know anything about this life. Like yeah. that, that version of me does not know this version of me. And so, you know, it's a, it is a wonderful, um, I guess, recognition of, the trials and tribulations of motherhood. And so, but that doesn't, that doesn't take away from womanhood because it's all, you know, it's, it's, it's all one and the same. And, um, but it is one of those things that I do go back and forth with, um, you know, as far as, um, you know, kind of isolating it. But I mean, ladies give our moms a break. They be needing it. (laughs) And I think a lot of times we forget that, matrescence or the birth of a mother doesn't just happen when she has her first child. It happens when she has that second child because she's never been a mother to two children. Two children. She's never been a mother to a, I don't know, maybe a toddler. 
and a newborn. Right. And then the third time, yes, she's been a mother to little Jimmy and little Susie. But when she adds little Johnny to the mix, now she's never been a mother to a, you know, a young, a young young boy or girl, uh, you know, a younger, even younger, a toddler and a newborn. And so it's time she's, you're birthing a new mother, a different type of mother with new needs, with new stresses, with new physical demands, with new emotional demands. And each time she's going to need something different. Yeah. And I think we think of motherhood as a one-time thing. Yes. You became a mother one time. But each time motherhood evolves and changes and those needs are going to be different. And a lot of times we don't take that into account that moms are going to need different things every single time that they become a mother again, because they're still a different type. Absolutely. So let's be honest. There are a lot of subscription mom boxes out there currently on the market. You talked about it. But what, I mean, getting down to it, and you already started talking about the contents, but what makes the Amugo box different? How does it address a different set of ethnically appropriate needs? All right. As you can see, my beautiful lock goddess. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> what we got going on here, okay? Yes. <laughs> These dresses are not always cooperative, okay? They're not properly quaffed. Now, you know, <laughs> I both know the struggle. Like, let's not get it twisted, y'all. I have been rocking this for a little bit. I don't know what this is going to look like once I take it down. But we know, you know, yes. we go through times where Woo. you even us, like, I mean, we're talking like we're good now. We could get up and go get our hair done whenever. When you are mothering and you mm. have stresses and you can't. Oh, and vomit in your hair. Listen, forget and you your full washes. Forget your long wash days. Those are done and over with. They're done. You might find it at some point, but right now it ain't happening. Yes. Thinking that of new growth will be showing. What? <laughs> and thinking of, so I said to myself, things that would make you feel good, feel like yourself yeah. as a sister. We wrap yeah. out here every night to go to bed. I put in in a, a, a traditional like Ankara head wrap right. so that on those days when you've got the vomit on your shirt, you got and the in your hair and in your hair <laughs> and in other places that sometimes you will find when you undress, like right. it, because this happens, like you will be carrying a child and like, you'll be like, what is what inside my shirt? Right. It's vomit from your baby. So, um, Sometimes you do want to look good. The head wrap is in there to cover your head up or, you know, tie your head up so that you can look decent. It helps you to feel good. Um, There's a button in there that says um, Super Mom of the Year. Like I said, pin it onto that vomit stained shirt and wear your head wrap. Get your tote. There's a tote bag in there that says send help. mothers everywhere because that is that's always the notion like you could never have enough help when it comes to trying to take care of a newborn but we try to insert um 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 just jovial comedy into that and understanding that we know you need the help here's a tote bag you know dump whatever it is that you want to put in there there's nipple balm folks that are breastfeeding know the struggle is real chapped nipples are not the way to go um, you don't want that. It's a wonderful bomb. And um, it's the, the lactation tea. There's um, 
a lip balm, a shea butter lip balm. There's a shea butter um, um, lotion in there too that is just everything. Also, oh my gosh. And then we have a face and um, hair refresher, a vitamin E and rose water face and hair refresher. Why? Because we don't get to take baths every day. (laughs) So about this, we, you want to just spray on something where your face feels a little bit rejuvenated, your hair, you just, just kind of like refresh yourself on the go because you don't have the opportunity to always do it as, you know, as, as, as much and as quickly, you know, and just have all that time to do it. So literally thinking of all of this, mm-hmm. all this melanated goodness and the things that we deal with on a regular basis and then trying to think, okay, now when we have kids, you know, and trying to find that time, like my sister purchased a box for me. Um, she purchased an Ezene edition box for me. And she's just like, every single time that she has a moment where she feels like she needs to check out, she's just, she always goes, let me go look in my Amugwa box. Because yeah. literally, like, she's so able to go. And that's, and that's the point, you know? Yeah. There's a lavender um, candle um, in there as well. I've had people tell me that they, that um, it was purchased for them before they gave birth. Right. They lit it during their, um, um, their, their, their childbirth, like while they were in labor and it was right. relaxing. So everything is made to cater to you relaxing, you catering to yourself, your mind, your body. Um, you know, there's a traditional African sponge in there. It's made from coconut husk. Um, mm. um, and it's, it's in there as well to help you exfoliate whenever you do have that moment, the black soap. I didn't get it from here. I got it from the source. I that's right. that's what's in the box. Right. Um, and there's this ointment called Rub. When I say, if you think of uh, Vicks Vapor Rub, mm-hmm. but then you multiply that by three, and then it's a whole lot more soothing. Yeah. When I say it rubs out all the, when I say all the kinks, because during my omogor, when my mom would bathe me and massage me. She would put that on me and then put a shea butter on my belly and then wrap me all up because the whole idea is to get snatched again so you can go. Get that snatched, yeah. So you go back and make another one. (laughs) The whole idea. (laughs) You know, I tell you. But, you know, it's so it's just everything what, you know, speaks to us as a, you know, as a group and then as and then as a culture. Like even even if um some of it most of it is yes African inspired, but um that African inspiration has actually moved through how we operate on a daily basis. I love now seeing women wrapping their hair up with beautiful head wraps and embracing you know their roots and where they came from. We want to continue to insert that you know yeah. we want you know we want to continue to say um you know put it in there, the black soap. I mean, a lot of companies make it, kudos, but um, duduosun, that is how you say it in my language. Like, that's, that is the traditional, I wasn't going to have anything else in that box because I said, because in that black soap is everything. Eczematic skin, dry skin, you can use it on yourself, you can use it on the baby. Like, it's a wonderful, you know, thing to have in there. So everything was just well thought out in thinking through how to culturally infuse something that's going to make you feel good because a lot of times you know when we think of um culture that's outside of western um you know outside of western culture it's just like oh it's barbaric it's this Mm -hmm. it's that 
And it's beautiful. And that's what we wanted to reflect, that it's a beautiful tradition to have somebody come and support you and be your stronghold during a time that you really, really do need it. And to, you know, to just kind of think of all those different pieces and package it. Um, it wasn't, not that it was difficult, and I'm so happy that it wasn't difficult because I'm, I'm really on this thing now where everything that's good and worth having doesn't have to be that hard. Like it wasn't right. that hard. It was natural yes. to, 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 to actually think through everything and say, I'm going to do this, this, this. It came like this because yes. not only am I a mother, I'm Nigerian. I understand the culture. I understand what comes with um, you know, I'm um, doing an Omungwa. I can't wait to do one, uh, you know, for my my sons when their wives mm-hmm. or their partners have, you know, have have children. Mm-hmm. I would love to be there. I can't wait to do that. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, just thinking of infusing culture and it's also a learning opportunity because inside the box, I explain what Omugwa is. Yes. You know, I want for you to enjoy the experience that you're having through the box and knowing that you are now affiliated with something traditional mm-hmm. and something rooted in really culture. authentic. Yes. yes. Really authentic and not just inspired, yes. but actually authentic pieces coming yep. from the motherland and yep. not just African inspired because a lot of times people throw that around things and it's, you know, imitation is a form of flattery, Yeah, but when you can get the real thing, why, why not? Yep. Oh, and I get I I get the drip. There was one time I think I shared it on Instagram. Like my boxes came in. It had the it had my material. It had my rub. So I do. The other thing though that's really important about this box is that I patronize women owned black women owned businesses. So um, the candle is from um, a a young woman. Her business is called the Ugly Pretty Girl. Um, The nipple bomb is made by a wonderful um, sister that uh, has a business called um, um, Angie's Closet. Um, the person We're gonna that put means- all this in the show notes, so don't yeah. worry, guys. No, don't worry. <laughs> um, my uh, my teas come from a sister in Hawaii. <laughs> like, I mean, it's 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 just it's so wonderful to be able to patronize the 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 hair uh, the the hair and face refresher spray. That's also from a sister. That's um ro- um natural rose. I, I believe that's that's the name of her business. But I look for people like I I I'm, I intentionally look for black women owned businesses who are trying to um, come up with their, their products. I love to feature, um, um, you know, different uh, business owners in the box. But again, I have conversations with them. Same as how, you know, you and I, uh, you know, when right. we first met, we feel each other out if we're going to yeah. be a good fit. I've talked to folks where it, it wasn't a good fit. You know, it yeah. was, I, I, I tried your product sis, you might need to go back to the drawing board because it did X, Y, and Z, right. you know? And so I try to be honest with folks too. Um, yeah. You know, if you send me a sample of something, this is something that I also am liable for. Right. So, um, you know, we have to know that what it is that I'm trying to do, you're on the same wavelength, your, um, the contents of your product are, you know, are, reflect, are a reflection of what it is that I'm trying to um, show within the box. And so um, the folks that I've been working with, the sisters are absolutely, I mean, amazing. All their products that are in, like all the products that are in the box are totally awesome. They they do good work in putting putting their efforts into what it is that they're making and it's reflected in the product. So, Excellent. so piggybacking off that last question, 
What are some of the physical challenge, emotional challenge that you see us, meaning women of color and specifically black women, experiencing once we become mothers? What is that, like that postpartum pivot, that postpartum shift, that experience that says, yes, this is why you need this. This is why this is here for you, why this was curated with you in mind. So let's start with, we are already, a lot of times we're already dubbed we're dubbed the angry black woman. We're we're we're, we're dubbed uh, all sorts of, mm-hmm. of of stereotypical um, thoughts and labels. And when you now become a mother, right? So it's already like you you are already being looked at as bottom of the totem pole. Because I'm not sure. I took this philosophy class undergrad, and there's like this pyramid, mm-hmm. this hierarchy of where people are as as far as um um demographics and groups of people right the very top it's white men it's white it's, it's white men white women then you have um you have um you actually have hispanic hispanic men hispanic women then you have um anybody that's in the lgbtq population um actually gay men are still mm-hmm. gay men are still on mm-hmm. top of black men and black women and we're right. at the bottom. Yeah. Like it, it's we're at the bottom. We and society keeps us at the bottom. So we now go society and now tries to keep us at the bottom. Tries to. Tries, tries to. to keep tries us at to. the bottom. Because that's a whole label. You see where we're at right now, right? Society like, tries like, to keep us at the bottom. is talking to Dr. Lorena. So yes. there you Done. go. Yes. Done. Done. <laughs> so, you know, but they try to they, they, they try to keep keep so they they, they have put that label there, right. and then we have the audacity to go and reproduce. <laughs> the audacity to now go and reproduce. So now it's just like you're already low on the totem pole. So now we got to deal with you with all your anger, with all your sass, with all your this, with all your oh you think you know it all, all which, your education, all, all your experience, all your, all your knowledge, all okay. your wisdom, all your, your money, melanin. all the things, <laughs> all the things. You come with all of that, and then it's just like okay, now we think that this is where you are. You don't need to move any further up. You can't advance. You can't. You can't. Um, you can't advocate for yourself. You right. can't speak up for yourself. You don't know what's best for your child. We do. You mm-hmm. can't go and advocate for your child to be in a better school district because you are a black mom. You stay right there in that corner and let us try to figure out how to navigate everything when it comes to you. You don't have a voice. You are in this corner. You and that kid of yours don't have a voice. Maybe if that kid ends up growing up to be a decent black man, he might have a little voice. But you, ma'am, you do not. And this is where we are constantly trying to be just put. Like they try Mm -hmm. to place you there. And so what this does now is that, you know what? I understand who I am as a as as a woman, I understand my roots. I understand that I'm worth it. I'm, I understand that I am worth more than what everybody else is saying. Right. I am worth a whole lot, so much to the point that this little black woman from Clinton, Maryland, decided to make a box for me. Right. That's what you're worth. Like the fact that, and again, 
it's mind boggling to me that when I went to look that I thought to myself, there's no way that this thing doesn't exist because why wouldn't it? Right. 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 Everybody is reconnecting with themselves and finding their roots. People are going back home to different parts of Africa. It's, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a revolution happening right now. Right. Mm -hmm. And nobody thought that maybe mamas want to connect with their roots. This to me was mind blowing. I was actually half angry. I'm not going to lie. I was a little bit angry that, why wouldn't y'all do this? Now I got to go do it. Like, I got to do it. All right. I mean, like now, like now I got to go do it. Right. Y'all didn't do it. Now I got to go do it. Right. You know, but um, we're worthy. We're worthy despite what society tries to say, despite what um, even, you know what, sometimes, you know, black folk, we can be our own worst enemies too. Yes. Um, you Max. know, and, and that's another conversation. <laughs> That's another episode. That's a whole episode. <laughs> I can I can see we might have a couple spinoffs. Listen, listen <laughs> I know. Right? Yeah, another, another conversation with another Dr. Conversation. <laughs> But I'm telling you, that's and, and 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 this 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 box is really just telling us, telling um, black and brown moms that you are worthy. You are worth it. You are um you you deserve to feel good about yourself. You deserve to be mentally stable. We ain't gotta be angry. We don't gotta be stressed all the time. That's tiring. I, I mean, it, it is, you know, and we don't have to, we don't have to always be, you know what? Yes, we're strong, but we can relax sometimes. Every so often find something or somebody to lean on. That's like, this is why I always, you know, like I, I have a podcast as well. And I've talked about yeah. having a higher being that you check into. And it, like, I don't care what it is. Jesus, Buddha, I, I, I don't care. The universe, it doesn't matter. Just have a higher being that you check into, that you answer to, that you, that, that, that you can lean on in times where you just need those moments. And, and rest your cape in the same and time. Rest. Yes. And rest your cape. Like it's yes. okay to- put it down, take it off. Yeah. Like, listen, rest take it off, like, like put it Laundry. down. It- and thank you. <laughs> right? True. You know what? Put it in the box, rent it out, something. Yes. Just, you know, do do something. But like, yes. you know, this is saying you do not always have to be worked up, stressed, yeah, um, loud and angry all the time because there is something for you. And like a lot of times we 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 feel like we have to do that because we're not heard. We're not mm-hmm. heard when we speak. You're not listening. You're not. We're not here. So that's when we gotta get like this and start getting mad and start getting doing all of this. I'm from Brooklyn. I'm sorry. I do. I talk loud with my hands, but you know, that's when you see us. That's when yes. you see us have to be loud because you didn't hear me the first time or the, the second first, or the second, third. third, fourth, fifth, fourth, sixth, fifth. You didn't hundredth. Hear. You didn't hear. It. You didn't hear me. So now I gotta be loud, and now you're listening, yes. and you know. When it's time for us to, to to be loud and speak up for those things that we need and that we want, let's do it. But Ma, you don't always have to be, you don't always have to be um, just just on fire all the time. Right. You could simmer. That's why that tea is in there. You could simmer. simmer. Like, I mean, like simmer down. Like it, it, 
Ooh, like this, this, and, and we deserve that, you right. know, and a lot, and, and that's kind of what we need to know and understand. A lot of people don't let us know that we're worthy and that we deserve to be happy. We deserve to have peace. Yes. We deserve to have joy. We deserve to be stable mentally. Like we don't, you know, we don't, we don't need to be unstable all the time or just ready to um, erupt all the time. We don't have to be that way. It's tiring, y'all. It's tiring. (laughs) Like how it also requires another level to make sure that nobody can disturb that joy, can Mm. disturb your peace. Mm. And so often we're teetering on that brink that any minor shift pushes us over the edge because we're always living there. We're always living in that state of constant stress because it's taking care of that brown baby Mm -hmm. and making sure that they can enter in this world safe and sound, protecting ourselves, protecting our men, our brothers, our cousins, our friends. And it's always in that mode and it is exhausting, but then we see the alternative of not protecting, of not standing up. And it's like, when do you turn that off? Where Mm -hmm. is the safe place? Yeah. And it's again, that is another whole public health crisis of its own. But so often it's like, yes, I want to take off my cape. And so many of us know that we need to. But there's that when, because the moment that we kind of let our guards down, that's like that chink in the armor where it's just like they're just waiting for an entrance. And it's hard. It really is hard. And I feel that transition from womanhood to motherhood is so tender and so precious because there is a pivot that takes place because you're not just guarding yourself. You're not just take care, taking care of self and responsible to self. And even if you have a spouse, that's another adult. Correct. But when a baby comes into the picture, that's a helpless individual that didn't ask for any of this nope. and protecting them from all the ills of the world becomes mm. another whole job. And it is exhausting. It is. And it is it exhausting. Is. It is. And it's, Ooh. it's just three, I mean, like even listening to you, you saw me put my hand up, like preach Yeah. because it's like, even thinking about it, like I get, I'm getting goosebumps right now and like trying to keep anxiety levels down because like even hearing that, oh my goodness, Mm -hmm. like why do y'all make us like this? It's angst, it's anxiety, it's it's just so much. And it's this being put in that position Yeah. almost on a daily, like we, I mean, you and I, like I said, we are two beautiful locked goddess sisters. And let me tell you, I'm sure that when we get in rooms and I have a very small stature. So if I'm not dressed up, I could look like I'm in high school. I promise you. And so I get in those spaces and but I'm, you know, I, I usually still look presentable. And when I say I, I introduce myself as doctor, um, you know, um, our counterparts that, you know, are of the non melanated hue. Yes. <laughs> You know, they looked at me like, oh, the Tammy, oh, mm-hmm. doctor. Like, so it's just, you know, having that respect for me. Like, I literally greeted you and addressed you in the way I would want to be addressed. Mm-hmm. And not even getting the respect of, put, put some respect on my name. Like, right. I introduced you, I, I introduced myself to you this way. I respectfully call you I mean, and Dr. Lorena, I have never called you Lorena. Like, ever since you introduced yourself to me and you said you's a doctor, 
I'm not calling you Lorena. I'm sorry. You are Dr. Lorena forever, forever and always. And so um, it's that respect because I know that you put in work to get to this point. And if you've addressed me and you said, this is who you are, man, this is who you are. And I'm going to give you that respect. And I'm going to hold that high regard for you because you are worth it and you deserve it. But when we get into these spaces where it's like, Hmm. like, it's always questioned. Like when I introduce myself, like, oh, it's like, like, what? You're shocked? Why? And the the handle is sometimes a suggestion or it's, oh, maybe, or, you know, if it's convenient. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we're constantly, day in, day out. I know sometimes when when I have conversations with folks, like you can see, of course, if you see my name and you don't see me first, but, um, it could sometimes people pronounce my last name. It can come off like maybe it's kind of Hispanic. If you say Sora, I don't know. But um, so when I get on the video call and you now see me, this locked, melanated person, and I'm addressing myself as doctor, it's so funny when you see the faces. Like you see like red spots on people's faces sometimes. And then it's just like there's a little like turn of the head or like a cringe of the eye like, is this the correct person? Is this right. who we're talking to? Is this the person that sent that email or communicated prior to this? Yes, sir. I can write. Eyes can read. I can do all of that. Hence why I am Dr. Tammy. Like, let's, right. let's, let, let's not do this. But we're in these spaces yeah. all the time, day in, day out. The fact that, you know, you can still look at me and expect that um, because I'm walking around with my two little boys, by myself in the supermarket, I am, um, you know, I am a single mom on welfare. Right. Like, no, I, um, as, as married, I yeah. have a home. I work for my money. My children are in private school. I, we're chilling. But then it's just like, I always, I, you know, constantly have to validate that, you and know. Defend it. Right. Yeah. Just, just all the time. So we're in those spaces and it's just, Whatever that I can do, this is my contribution. Like I, you know, I I have a quote that I coined. um, It's on my personal website where I say that the hallmark of everything that I do and have ever done is to help people be a better version of themselves. And this includes moms um, with this Omugwa box because it's literally you, when you feel good, you immediately have transcended from one version of yourself to a better version of yourself because you feel good. Um, You feel good. You are, you want to take better care of yourself. And when you're able to pour more into yourself, there's so much more to give to your children, to your partner. Um, You know, so making sure that we get poured into and be seen and know that somebody thought of us, somebody thought of you, just know that you're worth it. Like you are worth every everything that, you know, all the blood, sweat, and tears that I go through to put these boxes together, y'all are worth it. Worth y'all it. are worth every bit of it. Yes. Yes, I love that. Absolute gems. Thank you, Dr. Tammy. Don't miss the continuation of our conversation next month where we discuss the importance of ethnically appropriate mom boxes the challenges women of color experience in the postpartum period, and the frequent misconceptions about postpartum in general. Take a look at the show notes for more information about today's guest. 
their contact information, and associated social media channels. Think about one gem you can take away from this episode and apply to your own life. Also, please follow the podcast, leave a five-star rating, and comment telling us what you're enjoying and what you'd like to see more of in future episodes. Till we meet again, remember to nourish your flourish and see you next time.